Dr. Wilson, the generation that is just hitting adulthood is known as Generation Z. What is different about this group? Well, lots, uh, you know, Richard. They are, one thing, the largest group of people on planet Earth, the largest generation anyway. These are uh, young adults uh, and uh, young people born between roughly 1995 and 2015, so about a 20-year range. And again, they make up almost one-third of the population on planet Earth right now, those who fit within that age range. So it is a huge group of people. Uh, They're very different from millennials, uh, though people have identified them with millennials. But millennials will be the generation that came before Generation Z. Millennials were called Generation Y at one point. And uh, millennials like to travel in groups. Generation Z travels alone a lot of times. Generation Z is the most individualistic generation in the history of the world. Uh, Generation Z has been born into a world of terror, uh, again, informed by life-changing events like 9-11, Uh, school shootings, shootings, uh, and danger around them uh, all the time. Uh, They went through an economic downturn in 2008. They are, of course, uh, young adults and emerging young adults as teenagers in the middle of a global pandemic. And so uh, my book is called, you know, Born for the Storm, and I talk a lot about the storms this generation have been born into and the storms that they're going through. The truth is, Generation Z has never known a time on planet Earth when things are just normal, so to speak, as in, um, you know, they might have been years before that. There's just been a lot of upheaval, a lot of social, political, uh, even physical storms that they've lived through, and uh, in many ways that makes them a unique generation on the planet. And I understand that you refer to this group as the purpose generation. What does that mean exactly? Well, I think, you know, this is true not only with Christian young people today, but also with just young people in general, uh, Richard, that they have a huge passion to make a difference in the world. It's almost, I call it a generational download. Uh, They are passionate about their lives counting, about their lives making a difference, And for Christian young people, they're very passionate about understanding and discovering their purpose that God has for them and living out that purpose. And so we find uh, among this generation, especially here at Oral Roberts University, uh, as president of the university, I'm sort of in a living laboratory, uh, that our students are very passionate about finding, living out, and uh, being what God has called them to be, living out their purpose. I, I use an example in my book of uh, Zaphnath Panea. In fact, I use Z characters throughout the book in every chapter, uh, a Z character from the Bible. Zaphnath Panea is actually the Egyptian name for Joseph. And I talk about the fact that though Joseph went through storm after storm, there was a guiding principle in his life, and that is that he had a purpose. And ultimately, he lived out that purpose for God, and it made a huge impact and difference in the world. This generation's similar. They're going through storms. They have difficulties a lot, but they're very passionate about their purpose. And I realize uh, only God knows the future, but do you have any thoughts about what this generation might be facing as the future rolls along? Well, I mean, the truth is, I think, you know, Richard, as we look at the horizon, uh, the storms continue. I think uh, political, social upheaval, physical storms, the condition of our planet, uh, and, uh, and the spiritual warfare that they're in every day. So I don't see calm waters ahead for this generation. 
the good news is I think God is using the storms to form leadership principles in them that will allow them to uh, soar in spite of the difficulty. I, I talk about in the book, you know, birds fly in a variety of ways. Uh, most birds fly by flapping their wings. Some fly by gliding, which is starting at a high point and gliding to a lower point. But there are a certain set of birds, including, uh, you know, some birds of prey, especially eagles, who soar which means they're able to go higher without flapping their wings because they catch the turbulent currents and warm air currents that take them higher. And I think this generation, as they have survived over these last years in a very tumultuous world, uh, those especially who are Christian believers are learning how to soar in spite of the storm. In fact, use the storm to make them stronger and allow them to soar. So as I look at the horizon, I see more storms on the way, but I see a generation that is learning how to soar so that the storm actually takes them higher and doesn't uh, take them under. When it comes to Generation Z as, as a whole, not necessarily only Christian members, uh, issues like uh, loneliness and mental health and even suicide seem to be noticeable in the population. Is Gen Z particularly affected by this? Yes, I think so, Richard. Again, you know, here at ORU and in Christian college campuses and all college campuses across America, the need for counseling is at an all-time high. We've uh, tripled our counseling force here over the last few years to help Generation Z. Uh, many ways, these storms that they're in, again, uh, in, including psychological, spiritual storms, uh, have pushed them to grow up really quickly. And many times their emotional uh, and mental uh, capacity are not quite there with what they're being asked to be responsible for. And so uh, so many times they need counseling and help and support. We talk a lot at Oral Roberts University about resilience in this new generation. It's one of the qualities they need the most and one of the qualities I believe God is helping them develop, especially as students at our university, is to be resilient. If you're going to be a leader in our generation, you've got to learn resiliency. And uh, many times they need people with them, counseling with them, encouraging them. But definitely uh, they are attacked, I think would be true, spiritually in their mind and need lots of help in sorting that out and getting uh, God's Word in their mind together with what's gone on in their heart in conversion and finding Jesus. Yeah. I was looking at a recent study by uh, Barna Research, which came up with an interesting term. They said that uh, Generation Z seems to have a positive perspective, while at the same time kind of expecting the worst to happen. And that's for Gen Z overall, not necessarily just Christians. So Barna called it positive pessimism. Would you agree with that? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I think possibly. Uh, I think is the best way to say it, Richard. Of course, our students are fantastic at ORU, so they tend to be quite optimistic, to be honest, and are big cheerleaders of one another. One of the things you find in Generation Z, though they don't travel as groups as, uh, as much uh, as millennials did, they're more individualistic, they still really cheer one another on, and so they are the advocate for their friend and their fellow classmate and student. And so I, I see a, a, a real positive. And yet on a personal level, many times they're dealing with difficult things. I, I, I say it this way, that this generation is the most blessed generation in the history of humanity. They have more at their fingertips than any generation has ever had. They're technologically proficient. 
They've got blessings. They've got great potential. And yet, they're probably the most broken generation as well in the history of the world just because of all they've had to endure. And so that blessing, I think, may create this optimism while at the same time their own personal brokenness makes them wonder if they can get to the future that God has for them. And along the same line, uh, surveys tell us that more and more Americans are categorized as nuns, no religious value to speak of. And there's concern Christianity is kind of fading here like it has in parts of Europe. Do you think Gen Z is in a position to put the brakes on that and, and turn things around? Well, I think they're definitely in a position to put the brakes on and to turn it around. Again, the largest generation on planet Earth and a hugely influential generation for us in the West and in the United States. I've heard this narrative, Richard. Uh, to be honest, what I see among Generation Z is not, uh, is not that. I see a group of young people who are very passionate about their purpose. They want to know about God. They want to know and experience God personally. Uh, they're very interested in the things of God. Uh, they are coming from churches that sometimes have not taught them Scripture, and so there is some biblical illiteracy, and, and in some groups, very high. And yet I find in them a real passion, again, because they have such a passion to find and live with purpose that it's driving them to the cross. And so the truth is I'm seeing a revival happening among Generation Z. I think it's really powerful, and I think that will spread across the United States in the days ahead. So I don't think things are quite as dark in that regard as some sociologists and uh, maybe those who have done surveys have projected. Uh, we are in a different world than we were in. Uh, in some ways, uh, some have called it a post-Christian world. I'm not sure that's a good statement, but we are in more of a New Testament world, I guess is the way to say it, where there's a lot of factors, a lot of storms, a lot of paganism, a lot of uh, religious philosophies around us. But emerging out of that, I see a generation that is um, really committed to their faith and really committed to Jesus. So I, I'm excited about what I see in Generation Z, perhaps more than any time in my lifetime. I'm in my 60s. I gave a lot of my life to youth ministry over the years. And I got to tell you, I'm more excited about Generation Z than any generation of young people I've ever worked with in my lifetime. And I believe it's going to be a great, great journey with them spiritually. I hear once in a while from missionaries overseas, read articles and so forth, of truly miraculous things that God is doing, whereas in the United States, it's sort of you don't hear a lot about that, uh, not as profound at least. Do you sense that uh, with what's happening with Generation Z, we may see more dramatic and obvious signs of, of God's involvement? Yeah, I think good question, Richard. This generation is very hungry for the supernatural. Uh, we call it naturally supernatural. They really don't want to show on a stage somewhere uh, you know, or a big to-do or some big meeting where miracles happen with a handful of people. But they're very hungry to experience the supernatural in their everyday lives. And they're doing that, by the way. We have numerous healings and dramatic things happening with young people all the time around Oral Roberts University. I do think, you know, many of the miracles that are happening in other parts of the world are where the gospel is at the front line and where darkness is connecting uh, against light and God is showing up and demonstrating his glory in a big way. I've seen the miraculous all over the world, including in the United States and including on our campus. But many times when the gospel is penetrating into new areas, 
God, uh, God shows up to demonstrate his word and provide signs and wonders to authenticate that. Uh, we don't need that quite as much in America because a lot of people know about the gospel and know about Jesus, but we are seeing the miraculous. And I'm telling you, there's a generation that is very hungry for that and wants to know how to experience that in their life. And that's really encouraging to me. So looking at the flip side spiritually, what do you believe Satan might try to do to lead Generation Z away from Christ, to lead them astray? Well, I think we see some of that, you know, Richard. Again, this whole mental health attack that is going on with this generation, uh, the attack on identity and purpose is big. If this generation is a generation of purpose and they want to live out their purpose, then we could expect Satan to attack that, especially around identity and who they are and uh, their mental health. And so I think some of what we see is the attack of the enemy. All through Scripture, uh, when Satan uh, thinks, uh, discerns, understands that his kingdom of darkness might be in danger, uh, he tries to kill and steal and destroy. I mean, Herod did so. We're here at Christmas time. Herod killed all the babies under two years old because he heard there was another king. That meant he was in trouble, and it mostly meant Satan's kingdom was in trouble. And so I think, again, with Generation Z, as I see them forming and what God is doing in them, uh, Satan's kingdom's in trouble in a lot of places in the world. They're going to make a huge impact for Jesus Christ. And we should not expect that that will happen without significant and severe warfare against them. So, uh, you know, Satan's trying to do to them what he's always done, which is kill, steal, and destroy. And uh, the good news is Jesus is stronger, and I believe this generation is going to come through. In spite of the storm, uh, they're going to uh, to emerge strong. Have you been able to uh, identify, to point out any particular Gen Zer who is making a big difference, maybe exemplifies what the generation could be like? Yeah, you know, again, we see all the time, we have students doing amazing things here, starting companies, starting ministries, even while they're students at ORU. So that's all exciting. We have a little girl that started her own ministry in Haiti while a student at ORU built an orphanage, just all kinds of things happening. I do mention one uh, alum of ORU who was on the edge of being a Generation Zer, uh, late millennial, that embodies in some ways what I see in Generation Z. Uh, many of your listeners may have heard of a, a gentleman named John Chow, who a couple of years ago uh, made a journey to North Sentinel Island to reach the Sentinelese people. And most estimates would be that the Sentinelese are maybe the most isolated, unreached people group in the world. Nobody speaks their language. There is no language that anyone knows of. And the Indian government protects them on the islands they live on uh, sort of like a human Jurassic Park. And John Chow, who had been a student at ORU, prepared himself for several years to do uh, difficult missions work and uh, went to the Sentinelese Islands to try to communicate to um, those natives that God loved them. He used some models, uh, uh, one model of uh, Bruce Olson uh, that he did in the among the Indians in Colombia and Venezuela, where he went in and didn't speak the language, but began to communicate God's love, learned the language, and then could share Jesus with them. That was John's hope, was to uh, communicate God's love with the people and be among them. However, John was um, killed uh, for his faith by the Sentinelese Indians. Uh, the boat that had uh, delivered him as he went ashore the next day saw him being dragged by the neck on shore, and he was dead. 
So uh, John uh, lost his life uh, because he wanted to reach the unreached. John felt this purpose in his life from the time of about 16. And even while he was a student at ORU, he he was training all the time in his mind to reach unreached people. I think we see in John um, what Generation Z will embody, and that is a passion so big to live out their purpose that they're willing to die in order to do that. And I, it may not be reaching the unreached people of the North, you know, North Sentinel Island, but it will be in living out their purpose. This generation had rather die living out their purpose than die without their purpose. And uh, I think that kind of commitment we're going to see in this generation. We're grateful for John Chow's memory. Uh, we bless him. Uh, he may, be, may have become the most famous ORU alum ever in that season around Thanksgiving a couple of years ago when he gave his life to um, try to share God's love with unreached people. How can Christians in older generations uh, come alongside to encourage younger people? Yeah, yeah, great, great question, Richard. Again, uh, recent surveys of Generation Z have identified that um, parents are still the number one influence in Generation Zers' life. In fact, peers have gone down a little bit in the scale uh, compared to other generations, and parents are very influential. So if you're a mom or dad or grandma or grandpa listening to this broadcast today, I want to tell you, you make a profound difference. Don't ever uh, negate your place in that young person's life. Be with them, love them. This generation is looking not for a sage on the stage, some have said, but for a guide by their side, someone who will walk with them through life and help them negotiate the difficult things. The second most influential person in young people's lives today, among Generation Zers at least, uh, has been identified as teachers, which is surprising. Church leaders are, are down a ways, but teachers are very important uh, for a young person. So again, if you're a parent or grandparent, really important that you think about who you put your student in front of, who is teaching your student on a regular basis, and what kind of moral values do they have. Uh, you know, here at ORU and in many other Christian colleges across America, all of our staff are committed to Jesus Christ as followers of His. Over 90% of our faculty here at ORU are filled with the Holy Spirit and dynamic in their faith. And we're glad for that. And it's very important you get your student, your young person, your Generation Z, or in front of people that embody the Christian values that you embrace personally. And then third, I want to say this to everyone listening today. This is critical. And this is true coming out of the pandemic. And this is true of everyone, not just Generation Zers, but especially Generation Z, need you to see them for who they are. I believe God is calling us to repersonalize the Great Commission and understand that He cares about every person on this planet for who they are. Generation Z demands, craves, longs for adults who will see them for who they really are and communicate God's love to them. So take some time, stop your busyness, look in the eye of a young person, understand them, see who they really are, and show them the love of God, and you can make a huge difference in a generation's year's life. If someone listening would like to get a copy of your book, Generation Z, Born for the Storm, uh, where should they go? What's the best way? Uh, they can go to uh, drbillywilsonbooks.com, D-R-B. 
BillyWilsonBooks.com, DrBillyWilsonBooks.com, or, of course, you can go to Amazon.com. You can get it electronically. You can get a hard copy. Uh, it'll make a great gift for a youth pastor, great gift for a parent somewhere. And we're finding, uh, Richard, as the book is getting out there, that young people, Generation Zers, are really enjoying reading the book themselves. Every chapter, again, sort of has a Z character from the Bible, and some of the qualities I see in Generation Z, and they're enjoying that devotional part of the book well uh, as well. But if you're researching Generation Z, this book, I think, uh, would really help you. So DrBillyWilsonBooks.com, and uh, we want to put this in your hands. All right. Dr. Wilson, I certainly appreciate you sharing your heart with us. Thank you, Richard, and thanks for this time. We appreciate K-Love so very much and all the people you bless around the world. Uh, Generation Z loves what you do, and so do we. God bless you.